Hey everyone, welcome into the Sandy Charles Show podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Charles, and this is on the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network. Shout out to the Arizona Varsity fam. You guys have loved and supported me for the last few years and especially the last few months as I dive in and dove into this podcasting space and especially sideline reporting on Friday nights. You guys have taken me under your wing and helped me be the best sideline reporter that I can be. And that's my goal. And that's what I want in life. And you guys are just there and you've been there. And so thank you. And speaking of just going after things that we want (laughs) and chasing our dreams, this next guest is doing that exactly. And she is shattering doors and ceilings and walls as she runs through them and shows that women can do anything that they put their mind to. And I'm speaking of San Francisco Giants, Alyssa Nacken. She became the first female in all of Major League Baseball to be a coach. First ever, the San Francisco Giants are the first team to hire a female coach, and that is Alyssa Nacken. And she also became the first female to ever coach in a live MLB game. So we cheer her on, we support her, and we love everything that she's doing. And I'm so fortunate she was able to take the time to speak with me. Alyssa, thank you so, so much for being here. So Alyssa, you are in off-season right now. We will get into the season, but first off-season, how has it been so far for you? Off-season, it's been pretty good. You know, I I can't really complain. That first week of the off-season was a little bit tough because – it was just so fresh coming off this season, and we were really hoping hoping to be playing right now. So it was really tough, but I've been able to see some family and just kind of catch up on on life outside of the bubble. Um, so it took a little bit of transitioning, but it's been good, you know, just trying to stay, stay healthy and, um, you know, keep in touch with, with everybody and just kind of regroup and reconnect. So it's been, it's been a good off season. Do you consider California home? Where, where is home once baseball is done? San Francisco, San Francisco is home. So yeah, I moved here uh, about seven years ago for grad school and, um, haven't moved out. (laughs) Awesome. That's, that's really cool. So you can just kind of decompress now. So let's get, it's a, it was a big season for you first and foremost, aside from COVID of obviously first female coach to coach first base in the majors. What was that moment like for you? It was it, quite honestly, like in the moment, like that first game that I was coaching first base, you know, it, was it was work it was my job I had been uh, coaching during our inner squad games during summer camp leading into those exhibition games and um, I work closely very closely with Antoine Richardson who is our first base coach and he's just been a great person to learn from and bounce ideas off of and just work work with and he had let me know prior to our game um, that he was going to get me some reps at first base. And so I just stayed like my mindset was was how it is kind of all the time every day going into work. Like, all right, let's let's stay ready. Let's stay prepared. Uh, know the signs, know the situations, know the opposing pitchers and, um, you know, be be that resource that our players need when they get on base. And that was it. At one point during the game. 
I did realize, you know, because it's weird, there's no fans. So there's no one like, no extra cheers or anything going on. Um, but then it hit me, you know, oh, wow, I, I, I think this is going to be like a, a game that's televised, but I wasn't sure. And then um, I was thinking, you know, I think this might surprise my parents to see me on, on the field. And um, that was kind of the mindset. And then, you know, when I got back to the clubhouse and uh, saw that it was definitely headline making news, um, that's when I just had like, an amazing amount of appreciation for and gratitude for Antoine. I mean, he was the one to give me the opportunity to go out there and get the reps in that game and then the full full nine inning game the next day. And, you know, without him and without Cap, Gabe Kapler, manager, without, without their support, like, I wouldn't have had that opportunity. So I just, you know, I, I will thank them for the rest of my life for that opportunity. And you know, it just makes me want to work even harder and, and just continue to stay ready and prepared for any opportunity that comes my way. I kind of got a little teary-eyed when you talked about going after the game and seeing it kind of on TV because it was everywhere and little girls everywhere were just like, this is my dream and that can happen. And you kind of shattered those, you know, that ceiling. What was that like just when you walked off and you saw that, did you have a minute where it just kind of hit you and you're like, that's me, I'm doing it, this is my dream? Did you have that moment? I did, yeah. There was definitely a moment or two where, you know, you get a little teary-eyed. Talking about it now, actually, like I'm kind of getting just a little bit emotional because it's, you know, it's, there's so much that goes into it, right? Like me being on the field is essentially just like the product of all of the hard work that a lot of women before me and a lot of men before me um, have have done to kind of open this door and create this opportunity. And then, yes, of course, I complement it and supplement it with my own hard work and, um, you know, preparedness and work ethic. Um, but certainly, I mean, I, I think back to being a, a young kid and um, seeing like the, the girls that were playing at our local high school, you know, when I was like in elementary school, I remember seeing, you know, some really good athletes come through our high school and watching them go off to college. And it was just like, man, I want to do that. And I want to stay focused like them. And, and then now to see this and have, you know, some, some young girls reach out. And my, my best friend's daughter, six-year-old daughter is uh, somebody that's so, so special to me. And um, I think about her every single day throughout this, or I thought about her every single day throughout this season and just knowing like, wow, she's going to be able to grow up and like think and know that there are opportunities out there for her that, you know, I didn't know existed when I was growing up because I didn't see it. Mm -hmm. And so now that they can see it, it's like, wow, I'm excited to see what what glass ceilings like she and others can break and shatter. Um, so yeah, it definitely like, it's a bit surreal and I'm just honored and humbled by this opportunity and the experience. I mean, you give, even though it's a different aspect, I'm in broadcasting, it's still a male dominated uh, industry. And so you give girls like me even hope that, okay, we can do it and we can hold our own. And that is something that was why I was so excited for this interview and, and getting to talk with you. The other, not only 
are you, was that your first games that you were coaching on the field, but you're the first female coach across major league baseball to be on this staff. So <laughs> when you got the news of that, what was that like for you? Wow. That was a day that I'll never forget. Even like the whole process, like the interview process leading into uh, the job offer was something that what it was just such a incredible like month, month and a half. Mm -hmm. I, Gabe Kapler was just recently hired, you know, prior to he and I interviewing, um, he was recently hired to the Giants as the manager. And I, at the same time, I was kind of looking to take that next step in my career. And he and I were able to just talk about like my past, my experience, the, the different roles that I've had in Major League Baseball and with the Giants. And it was just a really like awesome interview process because it was less about like me coming into a conference room and, you know, trying to like show all my qualifications and like really say, you know, I'm the girl for the job. And it was more about just getting to know each other on a human level. And that's kind of how our whole staff is and how like our whole whole team, the whole vibe of this season has been is like, look, we're all humans first. So let's make sure we're constantly taking care of each other. And then, you know, uh, like another part of our, our role is obviously like the baseball, the strategy, all of that. But something that we always talk about is like taking care of each other first and, you know, looking to our left and to our right and how can we support each other. So from the beginning in the interview process, that was the vibe that Cap was giving off as part of a big part of his coaching philosophy. And I just was so inspired by it and knew like, yes, this is the path I want to go down. And like, I want to continue to crush these interviews <laughs> and just earn this opportunity. Um, so when, when the opportunity did present itself, it was again, like a little surreal. Um, I, I didn't really know exactly like the title <laughs> that I was interviewing for. My mindset was, I just want to be a part of the staff. I want to be like able to work for and work with Gabe Kapler and then everything else can kind of fall into place. Like I've never been one to really care too much about titles. Um, but then he said, you know, we want to give you this opportunity. Um, and you know, your title is going to be assistant coach. And we were walking like through the streets of San Francisco as he was telling me this. And I think I stopped and was just a little bit shocked, uh, because it, the instant, like what I first thought was, wow, um, I don't think, this has been done before. Um, and so that was, you know, again, just something like it was hard to wrap my head around. And of course, like I called my parents soon after um, that meeting and they had the same reaction, like, whoa, this is big. And, you know, like they were so excited and obviously like incredibly proud, not just because of of the title and the big, you know, the big change in the career, but that I really stayed true to myself and, and what I wanted to do. You know, like last year I was really trying to find what that next opportunity was. And, um, you know, it was, it was a battle, lots, lots of meetings, lots of, lots of pushback. Uh, and I just continued to grind through all of that. And, you know, I think that's what they were ultimately most proud of. So yeah, then 
when the hire was announced and it definitely like caught wind fast throughout the sport industry and just the historical significance of this is something that's still hard for me to to wrap my head around you know and, and I said this earlier but I am like so so honored and humbled by this and just really inspired by all of the women that have come before me and that have helped pave this path and all of the current women that are in baseball, all of the women that are currently in baseball doing incredible things. Um, so it just, it inspires me. I mean, I'm so fortunate and thankful that I wake up every single day, like excited about the job that I have. And I go to bed every single night, extremely fulfilled by what I get to do every single day. That is incredible to hear. That is the goal for everyone that everyone in a job. And I tell my family that all the time. I'm like, guys, if you're not happy in what you're doing, please take that leap of faith. So I hope they listen to this because you just nailed it. Um, (laughs) You did say a couple things in there that got me thinking. Uh, First, I want to start the, you talked about the steps that it takes to really get there. And I think from the outside looking in, all of a sudden you just appeared in the big leagues and no one understands really those small steps that it took. So where did your story start of working in baseball and how did you get to then the big leagues? Yeah. So I knew once I had, or shortly after I had graduated from Sacramento state, um, I knew that I wanted to come to the university of San Francisco to be a part of their baseball program. Um, I was introduced to the coaching staff at USF and instantly felt like I just want to be a part of that program. I want to learn from them and I want to live my life like surrounded by those incredible minds and incredible humans. And again, like I didn't really know exactly what that would entail in terms of a job, but I knew, okay, I need to find a way to get to San Francisco. So I had applied and and got accepted into the sport management graduate program at USF. And so I I moved out of, you know, Sacramento, moved to San Francisco and started grad school and was really just kind of trying to figure out a way to get my foot in the door of the sport industry. And, you know, I I didn't know too much about it. I, you know, only played college softball and was still trying to learn the ropes of, of everything that goes on in the sport industry. And that sport management program was a great opportunity to kind of learn a a wide variety of, of aspects of, of the industry. Um, and, you know, once I kind of got settled, got the program started, I went, <laughs> went out to the USF baseball practice and just sat in the stands and watched and knew like, man, this is where I want to come every single day. Like, I don't care about pay or <laughs> anything. Like, I just want to be here. And so the coaching staff saw me in the stands and we just kind of got caught up. I told them about grad school and then just said, look, can I can I help? Can I be here either on the field or in the, in the office? Like, I just want to be a part of this team. You know, I think like a lot of athletes really love that concept of team and playing for, for each other. And I still, even though I was done playing, I still had that mentality of like wanting to be a part of a team. Um, and yeah, they said, you know, we have, we have a full staff, but we could always use more help. And so I just, 
came in every single day to practice and in the baseball ops office and did, did a wide variety of work for them um, and loved it. Again, like Coach G, Nino Giratano, Coach Knox, just amazing coaches that have done incredible things for a lot of men that have come through that program. And, you know, after, after a little bit there, I noticed that the Giants had a baseball operations internship open up in 2014 and kind of reading through the job description and thinking and and kind of reflecting on all that I was doing with USF baseball I thought whoa this is a really good in my opinion a good transition from you know the college ranks to professional baseball and and sure enough it was you know I I was fortunate enough to to get the opportunity to be the intern in 2014 and um, that's kind of really how I got started and uh, I, I just knew, you know, as an intern, you're doing a wide variety of tasks. And I thought that was the best role for me because I got to work with so many different people in baseball operations and just learn a lot about what baseball operations is in professional baseball. And 2014 was obviously a World Series year, which was exciting in itself, but I knew that, okay, they're like all good internships come to an end and nobody is ever guaranteed a job after an internship. So I just took it upon myself to do as much as I could for as many people in the organization and do it well. You know, I just wanted to not, not necessarily like stand out, but really help make an impact and show that I can make an impact in any job or any challenge that's that's given to me so you know there's a lot that goes on in a postseason run and I was fortunate enough to work really closely with Larry Bear and his team while also working closely with Brian Sabian and the entire baseball ops team throughout that whole postseason run and I think that was just inc incredibly beneficial for me because so many different people in the organization got to like see see who I was like personally and then also see the work ethic and the drive that I have you know from a professional standpoint and just how much I wanted to be there so that's kind of where it all started and then throughout the last few years I just kind of worked my way up in in different roles within the organization um like on the business side and on the baseball side and uh, just again like took everything with stride and no matter what role I was in or what title I had I just tried to make like do the very best I could and also think outside of the box too and and try and like do things a little bit <laughs> differently and and really just try and um, I don't know like challenge how things have been done in order to better our organization all of that. And I, in all of that, there was so much advice to others, even without, because I was going to ask later your advice, which I will, but in that you, you were able to humble yourself and work all the way up. And I think that a lot of times when young people come to me and ask for advice, I'm like, you, you know, I started as a runner with MLB network and I had to work my mm -hmm. way up. And so you start there and you humble yourself. Would that be your advice to others? If they want to work in baseball, whether it's baseball ops or coaching or anything, would that be your advice? Absolutely. I think that even at, like at the major league level or coaching level, there's, there's a lot of jobs that need to be done. And to some people, there's a lot of unglamorous jobs that need to be done. And I think that 
that's where I, <laughs> I like thrive because I know, okay, a lot of people won't want to do this. Let me do it and like do it really well and show enthusiasm for it. And, and not like inauthentically, but it's truly like authentic enthusiasm for the job because I think that like thinking big picture, there's a lot of people out there that don't have an opportunity to to work where they want to or to even work right now, you know, in a global pandemic. And I just, again, you never know what's going to happen the next day. And so my mindset is always, okay, work really hard because there's no benefit in not working hard. <laughs> um, and there's only like opportunity that comes from, from working hard. So that's always been my mindset. And yes, I think that it's important to know like, there are going to be a lot of days in your career that you're going to have to do jobs or tasks that you truly don't love, but that's just the reality and know that there are going to be times where there's opportunities and jobs and tasks that you are blown away by because you love them so much. So there's like a really good balance and harmony that you kind of have to go through as you're working your way up in your career, whether it's baseball or not. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just important to just get the job done when a job needs to get done. 100%. Everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm over here like fist pumping. It's, it's so true. And I'm so glad you're, you're touching on that. Um, the, I struggle with this a lot. And I guess it's probably being a female in a male dominated industry, but also just who I am. And that's the imposter syndrome. Like, do I, mm. and I all the time, do you ever deal with that? Did you have to deal with any of those um, thoughts in your head? And how did you push them out? Wow, I was just, I wish like this was on video because I was like shaking my head so hard. Like, yes, I totally get it. Like, I even have chills thinking about it because the imposter syndrome is so real. And, you know, I think it, it definitely hits everybody a little bit differently. And in my opinion, I think it does hit females a little bit harder than it does hit males. And yes, I would say more days than not this season, I was, um, I wouldn't say suffocated, but there was a nice heavy blanket of imposter syndrome over me. Um, and there are days where I would just start to overthink it and just really start to think, um, you know, not... I just think too much about that and think, you know, I, I don't know if I can do this or maybe I'm not qualified to do this. And, but then what really helped me is I would just start to like think and stay within myself and know, okay, I'm not here to like overhaul anybody's swing or any sort of like defensive strategy that we have I'm an assistant coach. I'm here to support all of our coaches and our team in whatever it is they need. And that is where, again, like I thrive because of like my background as an intern and in different roles within the front office. And even like before all of that and other jobs that I've done while growing up. And that's what I knew, like, okay, when I just show up every single day, like take each day, you know, day by day and know I can add value in so many different areas because one, like I'm pretty resourceful. So if I don't have an answer to something, 
I, I know and I'm pretty confident that I can go find that answer. Number two, like I've been in the organization and, and in baseball for, for many years. So I have that to kind of fall back on and just kind of keep me grounded and centered and know like, hey, you do deserve to be here. And number three, I get, again, like I just look and see, okay, who can I help right now? Where can I help? Where can I make an impact? And that just really kind of helped me get back to like even ground, even level and stop overthinking this imposter syndrome, because I know that that's inevitable. I'm always going to think about things like that, but that's usually when I'm thinking like too far ahead or long term or like too big picture. But when I just go in like each day and take it day by day, um, that's where I find a lot more comfort and a lot more confidence. Awesome. I'm going to adopt all of those because man, I suffer from it. Um, okay. Uh, so I know that your time is very valuable, so I want to be respectful of that. Um, and just a couple more, the, I read the women in baseball, you guys have a text thread with a bunch of you guys. Um, is that true? How did that get started? Yeah. So I just read that this morning as well in the New York times. And I knew that that article was being written. So, um, it's, it's a WhatsApp text thread because we have women from all over, uh, the country and in Mexico. And it's, gosh, I think it's like, I haven't checked lately, but like in the forties or fifties, like a number of, of people in that like text thread or WhatsApp, like group chat and Jen Wolf, the, um, mental skills coordinator for the Indians had, had started this and she's just one, like such an inspiring person and doing amazing things for the game of baseball and also for, for women in the game of baseball. And she reached out to me. I was doing like a webinar with the group called baseball for all. And, um, it was during the shutdown and it was a zoom webinar and just talking to a lot of young girls that are part of Justine Siegel's baseball for all group. And Jen was, uh, listening in on that webinar. And in that webinar, I had mentioned or started to talk a lot about mental health and, some of like the struggles that I've gone through with that and how I've ever overcome certain aspects of it. And then Jen reached out and was like, cause she had, she had worked with Kai Correa, our bench coach when he was with the Indians. So that's kind of how the connection was initially made between Jen and I. And we started to talk a little bit more about mental health. And then that's when she let me know about this um, like group chat she had on WhatsApp and, and added me to that group. And it's been really awesome. Like during in the shutdown um, we would have like every couple Sundays we do like a zoom call and just like have real no agenda, but just all of us or whoever could join, like hop on and we would just talk about everything that's going on. Because, you know, with, with the pandemic, that it hit each organization a little bit differently. And sure, we can like read all about what's going on in each organization on ESPN articles or whatever. But it was interesting to hear from the perspectives of women at different levels and in different roles of different organizations. And we just kind of talked through and, and shared what was going on in our lives during that point. Um, and, you know, since then we, the group 
group text is still, you know, uh, very active and, and we just, it's an opportunity and a place for us to share what's going on with us, whether it's baseball related or personally related. So it's been really cool. I'm extremely thankful to Jen for starting that and just keeping it, keeping it going and keeping, keeping it like keeping the pulse alive. I think it's extremely beneficial for all of us that are part of that group. I didn't realize mental health was, um, I know it's important to everyone, but I don't know everyone's story and that type of thing. I host a segment for one of my other outlets and it's called starting the conversation. And I'm trying to, uh, every week speak with someone and it airs on Fox sports, Arizona, but every week starting the conversation on mental health, that this is important Mm -hmm. and we need to talk about it. It's not something to be embarrassed about. It's not taboo. It is just like, if I broke my arm, I would go to the doctor. Why, Mm -hmm. where do you think we stand on mental health? How, where is your mental health? How how important is it to you? It's, Equally or even more so important than physical health, you know, I think that there are, wow, like there's, there's so much involved in mental health. And I feel like as a society, we're just starting to barely scratch the surface on it. And I think that it's, it helps you not just become a better person at work, at your job, but also just a better person in society. I think that there's so much that affects our mental health. I think everything around us, our environment, um, technology, all of the access we have to information, like that affects positively and sometimes negatively our mental health. And I think that it's important that we never shy away from it. And just like you said, like when you break an arm, you go to the doctor and you get it fixed. Like that should, we should start to think about mental health in that capacity as well. Like there are a lot of people that struggle with deep, dark thoughts that they don't know how to get away from. And so often we think like society for some reason has made it seem like, oh, if we start to talk about our feelings or talk about like past trauma or talk to a therapist, then quote unquote, something must be wrong with us. But no, it's, that's, it's human. It's part of being a human and it's part of being an athlete. And if you can hone in on your physical fitness and be as the strongest, fastest version of yourself, then I also believe that athletes should hone in on their mental fitness and work day in, day out to be as strong as they can mentally in order to be best prepared to take the field or take the court, whatever, whatever sport they're in. Um, I think that, yeah, like this is a huge topic. I'm excited to see that it's being talked about more. Um, and I'm excited to continue to learn more about it. It's something I take incredibly seriously. Um, it's something that, you know, our our organization, our staff, our team talks about. And, you know, we learn so much from our mental skills co- uh, coach and our EAP director. And it's just, I'm so glad that these roles are being more talked about and and starting to become roles in other organizations. You know, I think years ago, it was very rare to see any sort of mental skills coach or coordinator. And now I, I, I do believe every organization has something like that in, in their, on their staff. So 
I'm excited to see it. It's only going to help people become better versions of themselves. Yeah. I applaud all of the teams that have them, which I think you're right. They are pretty much, they're, they're staple at this point. They are just as important. Okay. Uh, last question. Um, so I get to cover, I, my reporting for MLB network is one of the events that I cover is MLB grit. And that is the, uh, female baseball part of the youth development that MLB is doing. And it's incredible and it's awesome. And these girls are out there playing baseball and trying to be the next female baseball player. So I just wanted to know what advice you would have to them. Um, if, or you could tell me that I can kind of tell them one day, I just want to be able to be the best example and positive role model in their life. I'm there as a reporter, not as a player, but I love supporting them. And sometimes they do get to talk to them on zoom. MLB had me talk to them on zoom last week and that kind of stuff. So any advice for females, uh, wanting to just break barriers like you did? Well, one, I think that MLB Grit program is awesome. I had recently heard about it a few months ago and am really excited to see it grow and love that you're you're a part of it. Um, I think it's really cool and it's what the game um, and our industry needs. And my advice, I, I would say like, if you have the opportunity to play, like go out and <laughs> continue to have fun with it. And like, again, this goes back to just like working hard at whatever tasks you're given, but continue to like give a hundred percent at every single practice at every single game um, and be a really good teammate. I think that being a really good teammate goes so far in life, both in baseball, but also in any other type of work that you're in and also in your personal lives as well. I think that it's, it's really important to be like a servant through, throughout this life. And, and by that, I mean, you know, if you're an athlete and you're playing a sport, consistently be thinking about how you can add value or make an impact to your team. Um, and if, if you're in the job force, again, like how, how can you support the people that are next to you and look for ways to support them? And then also just personally, like how can you be the best daughter, the best sister, the best wife, like anything like that? Like how can you just be there for other people? Um, you know, I don't think that there's any sort of like magic pill to breaking barriers. I think that one, it's, it's a team effort. It's certainly not just one person that's going out and starting from the bottom and then shattering a glass ceiling. No, it's, it's a huge collective effort for both women and, and men. Like I would not be here without a lot of support from men that have helped pave this path. So again, my advice is to just like go out every single day, get on the field and show that you love what you do by giving a hundred percent in all that you're doing. Um, again, I, that's not like any sort of like rocket science type of advice, but I think sometimes that piece does get overlooked and that's just the advice I have. That's how I played. That's how, you know, like that's how I go out and, and, and run like practices. It's just all about like, enjoy what you're doing and give a hundred percent effort because there's really no benefit in giving anything less. Awesome. Alyssa, thank you so, so much. I appreciate it. I know that it's off season and it's just decompressed time. So I really appreciate you taking the time. This was so fun. Thank you for reaching out and thanks for doing this. I enjoyed it.